Hey, this is Holg, and this is what happened last time. We spent some time enjoying the hospitality of the walled lake town of Bale Nilaire. Not surprisingly, they were okay with the fact that we killed the neighborhood dragon. Spent a lot of time in the tavern. I lost at cards, Sam sang some song, and Lucan drank enough that it uh, reminded me of home and friends back then. So much, in fact, he drugged me out into the lake in the middle of the night for a swim. Then he started hearing voices. Something about a blade in the shadow fell. We decided to put a pin in that. Next day, we rode to the border wood, and we finally let Relop lay his brother to rest. All right, you've made a trek south from Relapse homeland where you put his brother to rest. It's a chilly morning. There was frost this morning. Throughout the day, it hasn't really improved much. And so it's a pretty cold autumn day. And you're within sight of Belnalaire. You can see the lake. You can see some of the bones through that clear water. There's a little trickling of water coming down from the mountain that feeds that lake. And you can see a couple of those giant eagles flying around and perching up on the keep in the center of town. Lucan, you do hear a little bit of that music coming from the water again. It doesn't say anything specific this time, but it is sort of calling to you. Khan will say, Zan, I hear it calling again. The, the sounds? Yeah. Can I hear them? Yes, you can hear it too. You're the only two that hear it. And it's so just great. the music or is it words this time? It's currently music and it's relatively quiet. I've been thinking about how we're going to get over to the Shadowfell and back, but it's going to be complicated. How so? Well, from what I understand of this plane shift spell, I should be able to bring us directly to the other side where we are standing, so we would be close to the blade. Well, that sounds great. Yes, but I'd have to rest, get that spell energy back before I could cast it again, because if something were to happen and I had to emergency try to get us out of there, I would have to banish some of you which I would have to hold for a minute to make sure that it took. But once you came back to this plane, you would be deposited randomly. You may not be exactly where we're currently standing. You could be anywhere on the material plane. Yeah, that sounds bad. How long of a rest would you need to be able to bring us back safely? Give or take eight hours. Oof. And that's a dangerous amount of time to stay in the Shadowfell. Yeah. Renwell was telling me about all of these denizens that live in the Shadowfell. Some of them are creatures, some of them are people, but none of them are to be trusted. I don't think we can stay there that long, safely, without some sort of shelter or protection. Well, Relop has that magical hut that seems to do a lot of good. I wonder if that would work just fine in the Shadowfell. Well, that was the other thing Renwell mentioned, is that some of our magic might not work the same way there. Oh, that's not good. So I don't know if this is really worth the risk, but I'm willing to try if you are. We might just want to think about not taking everyone, just in case, for safety. I don't know. This conversation's happening as you pass the lake and you both hear from the music. Tis time, tis time, bring me my blade, into the shadows are fortunes made. Well, the sword seems to think this is what we're supposed to do. Hey, Merc. Yeah? What do you think about all this sword stuff in the Shadowfell? 
I think we should take the necklace off, Zan, and go kill a fair one. That's what I think. Yeah, I don't think we want to go that gung-ho yet. Fortune favors the bold. So you want to use me as bait? Now? I mean, if we're going to be there anyway, and we don't know if the necklace is going to work there, if magics don't work the same way. Fair, I suppose. Well, if she finds us, then I guess we won't have a choice in the matter, but I would prefer to learn about the Shadowfell before we go. I guess I'd be okay with us finding out after the fact that the necklace doesn't work. I don't think we should try to just say, oh, well, let's just take it off and go in and just assuming that it doesn't work. Well, in either case, we can supply here in the city, figure out what we want to do, and then we can do it this evening. I think I'd rather go during the morning because if we are going to be in that plane for eight hours, maybe that would give us daylight in those eight hours. I don't think there's ever daylight in the Shadowfell. I'm also going to point out, if we go in the evening, it's only going to be eight hours. If we go first thing in the morning, how long is it going to take for Xan to reset? Eight hours. I mean, yeah, regardless, <laughs> you're going to need eight hours of rest, so. Still say fortune favors the bold. All right. Well, let's go to the city and see what's going on, and then we can make our decision. As you enter, it looks just like it did yesterday. Nothing big has changed in town. Pigs and children running around, big skull and bluster in the middle of the place. Ferret-looking things, right? Yes, and a few of these ferret-looking things. The Ichnuman. Hey, Relop, can you talk to these Ichnuman things? I can. What did you need to ask them? I don't know. They just seem kind of neat. Maybe one of them wants to join us for an adventure. I don't know. Apparently they destroy dragons. I don't know if this is really the time to be picking up additional pets. Additional friends. I'm leaning towards <laughs> Hold's assessment of the situation. As I'm eyeing the flaming chicken over Relop. Well, this picture shows them fighting dragons that could be a boon in the Shadowfell. Could be a boon and get some Padrax. I can certainly try talking to them. <laughs> Do I see any that are closer? Yeah, one of them is perched through one of the eyes of the skull. Ask him what he's doing with all these people. Having my day, what are you doing? And he's a little chittering. Just passing through. Wasn't sure if you were interested in an adventure or not. Little girl comes over and starts petting on him. He says, no, I like these walls. Walls do keep you safe from the outside world. I can see that you've made a wise decision. She seems like a nice little girl. As you're saying this, Relop, you notice that Daryl has hopped down and is moving towards one of the buildings. Daryl. And you see that he's going to the Fletcher. Daryl, that's not fuel. You get there just as he walks into the door. And as soon as you get there, you can hear that there's birds. You'd heard it previously as you were going by. But there's birds all over inside this building. There's little mm. cages everywhere. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and scoop him up. As you do that, the Fletcher, she says, What do you got there? This is what's known as a fire ibis. Oh, it's a lovely red. Yeah, he's an interesting pet. Hmm. Well, if you need a little break from him, if you need to set him up somewhere, I got a few extra cages. He does have a tendency to set things on fire, so I'm not certain that this close to the border wood is necessarily the smartest move. Fire, you say? Can I, can I see him? Sure. I'll go ahead and hand him over. Kind of a big woman, red hair, kind of a long braid going down the front of her. And he kind of doesn't exactly flare up, but he gets that sort of aura about him, sort of protecting himself. Oh, tell him it's okay. 
And she starts talking to him like you talk to him. She apparently has the ability to talk with at least birds because she starts kind of tweeting at him, chittering with her lips, and says that he's safe here. And there's all these different birds of different types that she's got here. She clearly uses them for fletching. You know, she uses feathers that come loose from them or something to that extent. But you get the idea that she she really does love these birds and she's genuinely interested in him but she turns to you and says i'd be very fascinated to see what might happen if we use a few of his feathers not that he was still using but anything that he gets done with so has he noticing, molted oh, any oh you might be able to find a feather here or there all right but. yeah i can definitely help you out with that i don't see him molt a whole lot but when i do i can certainly let you know oh, much appreciated running back out to the group while Relop was busy in the store, she's going to speak with uh, Lucan. Wh- who was the gentleman in town that could do things with dragon parts? You mentioned him on the way out of town. I wanted to speak with him about what else he could do. Oh, yeah, I can bring you there. All right. We can see the rest of you at the inn, unless you want to come with. Nope, I'm good. And just start power walking toward the inn. I'm going to follow Holg and just kind of take up a corner and keep working on transcribing spells. I think Mark's going to go to the inn. So you step into the smithy, the twins do, and as soon as you do, his name is Trior, smithy kind of turns and says, Oh, another day and I'll have your horn ready. You can see that he's actually working on it when you step in. He says something else. I was able to extract some of this. And he holds up a little vial and he kind of shakes it. It's got some red liquid in it. He pulled some blood out of the horn. Really? And so he says, so that opens our options a little bit. If you're interested, I know you talked about having the possibility of a detector. This might be able to help us with that. So if you're interested, just we can figure something out. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry, my name is Treor. Kind of turns to, you know, he's got his hands messy. He's not shaking hands or anything like that, but he just kind of gives a hand up, open palm to Zan across the room. I'm in my gold armor. Is he freaking out? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, yeah, he's, he's definitely giving it a, a look over, right? At first you kind of creeped out, but it, you realize he's checking out the armor. Hello. This is my sister, Xanafia. the armor come from the horde? It did. Lucan tells me there's a number of things that you can make out of dragon parts. I'm not sure what else we have available to give you to work on, but I was just curious what else you can make or if you have anything ready now that we could do something with. Well, we have lots of hide, it sounds like. And so I was looking through a little bit and I found scrolls that deal with armor. I have scrolls that deal with cloaks and bracers. There's quite a few different options in here. Since wearing the golden armor, Zan hasn't been wearing her purple coat because it hasn't fit specifically over it. I think you mentioned wanting to let it out later. So she's going to be interested in cloaks, whatever kind of cloak option he has that would go with the armor that she's wearing. Hmm. Well, it'd certainly be red if that sounds all right. I think that would work. Again, he goes over, much like Lucan saw the other day, and he starts going through strolls and just kind of this mess that he's got in this cabinet. He says, cloaks, 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 let's see... And he gets his laptop out. <laughs> Powers up his Dell. And that. <laughs> yeah. Grabs his spreadsheets. Oh, wait. This is from a long time ago. His, um... Gateway? Gateway. Jeez. You beat me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it would take a little bit, and so I'd either have to send it to you or have you come back for it, but I could make a cloak of fire resistance, a cloak of scales. Well, from what I understand of this armor, it already has those oh, properties. That makes sense. 
Yes, red scales, gold scales is the same idea, isn't it? It is. From what I understand, you're you're the expert. Yeah, she says I could do a shield, red shield that would go with it. That's quite a shield you've got now. But as far as the cloak area goes, that seems to be what I have. All right. I was just curious. You know where I can just get regular cloak to go over this? The days are obviously getting colder. I don't think we specifically prepared for winter weather, but... Certainly. You just step over to the Websters. Ronavis is her name, and she'll set you up. The nice thing about Fear Not is that it's warm. Right. We have some clothes made of that, but I'll see what they have for cloaks. Lucan, did you need anything else? Yeah, I'm going to stay and chat with him for a little bit. All right. Nice to meet oh. you, sir. And she'll just bow to him and leave. We'll catch you later, Sam. I wanted to see if you could make some brooches for me that would detect dragons. And is that is that what the dragon blood was for? Yeah, that would give me an option for such things. Just a, a stone that would, uh, you know, so you'd be used, something to be used as a clasp, um, uh, hold, yeah. hold a cloak together, something like that. Yeah, or even ring or any anything like that, really. Just different trinkets. I'm thinking about giving them out as gifts. He says it really would be more of like a gem from from the what I have, and you could certainly have that set on something else. Think of how many would you be interested in? Can you make seven of them? Ooh, kind of holds up the vial and does a little math in his head. I think I could do that. Seven of them would probably take me about oh gosh. Couple of weeks altogether, and of course I'm I'll be working on the sword after this. But uh, yeah, we could. I think we could probably do that. Probably somewhere in the realm of four hundred gold, Excellent. since I've got all the material right here. That sounds great. It kind of makes a little note in his journal here. Okay, seven sentinel stones. He calls them. Great. I'll be busy for a while. Anything else that I can help you with? No, that, I think that'd be good. I'll leave you be. <laughs> Have a good rest of the day. Tavern is relatively quiet. It's mid-afternoon, and so nothing crazy is happening yet. They have bean soup with ham. It's been sitting a long time, too, so it's built up some flavor. Lucan will gladly sit and dine. Yeah, I'm going to have a table pulled up and just start sampling the menu. One of the people that you are playing cards with the other day, his name is Devin, wants to play cards with you because he won a bunch of money off you last time. He thinks you're a sucker. Sure, sure. This time I'll start using the, my deck. You have proficiency in cards, don't you? I do, but yeah. I also have that deck where I can actually draw what I want. So it'll give you advantage on rolls. Do you want to go ahead and make a test and see if you beat sure. him? Or are, you, are you trying to get him this time? I want to basically just break even, but I'll do like the back and forth. Sure, make a proficiency check. You can use it uh, with advantage. Flat 20. You win, but he's no chump. He knows what he's doing, so you don't have to hold any punches with him. Good deal. It just lets me pass time, so... I'll also engage in small talk. Any sort of local gossip, rumors, anything like that, too. He just says that he's been working on harvest lately. Apparently there's farms nearby that he's, he's kind of a laborer on, and so he sneaks in here when he can in midday. He probably needs to go relatively soon, but one of the things that he has noticed recently is that it, it has gotten a little bit colder than it's been an early frost, basically. He's a little bit interested in the fact that people seem to be spending time at the lake. He calls it Lock Deck Lair, the lake that is right there that you guys were in. But he just said that there seems to be a lot of people drawn to that lake recently, and you almost wonder if they aren't talking a little bit about you guys, too. 
what other people are just us. Well, he said some of the kids have been interested in the bones down there for some reason lately. You know, nothing odd has happened. Nobody's gone missing or anything like that. But there seems to be something grabbing the attention of the children. Hmm. Good to know. Sounds like Arn, that bard, has gone south. She's no longer there. But Purd, the big guy, the local bard, is setting to play. He played the pan flute last time he saw him, but today he has a lute. I will go actually up and ask him if he has any songs relating to legends of like an early frost. Hmm. Uh, early frost. He says there's a song about a white dragon queen. Sure. Let's hear it. And I'll give him a silver. Sure. He kind of busts in and talks about this dragon in the, the white wastes far, far away in a forgotten time basically a story in which she started to overtake the land around her domain and they had to fight her back full of hyperbole in the sense that the world was going to be encased in ice and it's almost inappropriately fast tempo it's like a dark subject but it's like a dance song (laughs) so play starts to pick up a little bit this is definitely the party place in the town and people do like to dance when the bards get going Khan's going to feel fairly relaxed and just soak it all in. He's not going to get drunk this time, but he's going to enjoy the music and the social life for a bit. As it's starting to pick up, Hog is going to wait until there's a a medium amount of people and just try to slip out unnoticed. Go ahead and roll your stealth. Stealth guy! Can I roll to see if I notice him? Yeah. Knock yourself out. Anybody wants to, they can roll their perception to see if they notice him. I rolled a nine. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's not a bad roll for my first. You know, I think I rolled pretty good, but I'm pretty sure he's gonna crush me. I got a 33. <laughs> yep. He leaves a straw dummy of himself. Can I notice that he's gone? It's not when he left. Yeah, but not immediately. So, Hulk, what are you doing when you're sneaking off? I am going to go down to the lakeside and see if I can find any of these groups of kids that are interested in these bones. Yeah, you do actually find a couple of little kids. Hover within, like, earshot. I don't want to engage them yet. See what they're talking about, because kids, generally, conversations are much different than if there's an adult around. So one of them, the boy, is saying, this is ridiculous, Dorna. You didn't hear any music coming from the bones. And she says, I did. I really did hear it. It's like, well, what kind of music was it? And she's like, I don't know, like, like like a church. And he says, you've never been in a church. And she goes, I know, but like when the bards come through that play church songs, it sounded like that. I'll walk up onto him from that point. Kind of startle him a little bit, right? Big high work. (laughs) Sneaking up on him. Yeah. And the boy has a, looks like a little knife on his belt and he kind of puts it into it. No, no, that's not needed. I just couldn't help but overhear uh, you talking about the music. Are there other kids in town that are hearing it too? She says, yeah, one of my friends told me that she heard it, and then she showed me, and we both heard it, but I was hoping Brivy here would hear it too. Are uh, you or any of your friends kind of religious? They kind of look at each other, and he says, well, we haven't been to church, but that's not really part of what we do here Hmm. Dorna says I think I'm religious I don't know exactly what all that means but I feel like there's a purpose for us she's very young she's you know seriously like maybe seven 
and she just sort of seems a little mature in that way. Tell you what, you two just go off and enjoy being kids. Any sort of purpose that's out there will find you soon enough. Don't worry about it. And I'll give them a handful of copper pieces, six or seven, six, even number. <laughs> the boy's happy to have it. He kind of pulls at her and they, they start to walk back towards the wall. And she turns back and she says, Mr. Have you heard the music? No, but I generally dance to the beat of my own drum. She says, not religious? Not yet. Just well, haven't found something that has captured me yet. She says, well, like you said, maybe it'll find you. And they walk off into the darkness. I'll sit by the shoreside for a while. Just kind of watching the waves a little bit, skipping some stones, and then after uh, about a half hour or so, I'll just go make my way back. Merc, you do notice that he's gone. Right. Somewhere in that half hour, anyway. Did I find a cloak? Talk to Arlem. He's the guy that dresses in yellow from top to bottom. Oh, right. And he, yeah, because that's more leatherworking stuff, and he will probably have things like that for you. Okay. You see him over there, and he's he's messing around with some sort of little scrap of leather that he's tooling a little bit as he's talking to people. You know, he's socializing because he's an innkeeper, but he's also a leather worker, and so you see a little bit of both. Hello? Hello! I'm told you're a man to see about a fur cloak, perhaps? Oh, certain fur that you have in mind? Uh, whatever would keep us the warmest. Hmm. You want to step back with me here? We'll we see what we got stretched or, or ready to roll. Sure. Kind of goes back, and the place is so brightly lit. Mm-hmm. And then you step into the tent. You know, it has actually some smells of the that are that remind you of the felmongery too, right? Because oh that, yes. That was a tannery, and not great memories. Kind of stinky in a sense. Most of what he has is like fur that's kind of ready to be attached to things. Does have a cloak that is lined with fur from the the ichneumon. he does have a cloak that has kind of halfway down the back it has sort of a wolf pelt kind of a white wolf pelt Ooh. and then he has another one that is mostly rabbit that on the inside which looks fancier between the and the wolf probably the wolf because okay. it's, it's kind of got a sort of mane look to the back of it you know it's fuller the cloak itself is cloth but it's reinforced with yellow leather and he says if we could certainly soak it a little bit darken it up we could do a little bit i've got a few different dyes we could go with purple if you have it hmm i think we could do some purple i've got a little bit of something he mentioned some plant that unfamiliar with we'd have to probably you'd give me overnight it would probably be ready for you but not something you'd want to wear for another day past that just to let it really dry and cure that'll be fine so right. she'll make her way back out to the tavern and see whatever he's up to. All right. Anybody up to anything? We just... I think Merck's just, like, found, like, a stick or something that's just whittling on it a little bit. Is everybody fitting his... together? I would assume so. Yeah, I'd just be enjoying dinner. And if Hulk's back, I'll ask him where he went. Just for a walk. Just for a walk. This yeah. is a good city for that. So are we... 
Thinking about leaving tonight or tomorrow? Which do you want? I would vote tomorrow morning. I would vote tonight. I think tonight would probably be more economical. But whoever wants to go where is fine. Hold. I'm willing to leave it up to chance, and I'm just going to flip a coin. Heads, we go tonight. Lance, uh, mm. what do you want heads to be, odd or even? Uh, odd. All right, uh, I rolled a one. Heads it is. Fortune seems to think we're going tonight, then. Certainly looks that way. All right, well, whenever you're all ready, I am. Well, all right, I can be ready soon. Before we get going for the shadow, fell. We're gonna pull out one of the extra pistols I have, put it in front of Lucan. We don't know what we're facing. It might be handy. Thanks. Fit real nice in that holster you got, anyway. Thanks. He takes it and puts it in his holster. Does anybody awesome. have any rubies? Uh, nope. I got random gems, but I think Mark said it wasn't spellcrafting items. All right. Never mind. Sorry. Um, I guess we make our way out to the lake towards where the singing is. It's getting pretty cool out here. And in fact, there's a little bit of a fog coming off of the water. As you get closer to the water, you hear the music again, Zan and Lucan. And it says, I've been here so long, it's time to return. You and I together will make Nox legions burn. Well, I like that phrase. Be ready for anything, it might not be real. Yep, I agree. Alright. You ready to face Peridwin if we see her? Zan looks to you quickly, like almost surprised by that for a moment, and then looks around momentarily and then nods and continues preparing. I pull out Judgment, drop around in the chamber and shut it, grab the Drift Globe with the other one and be like, well, at least we can see when we get there, I guess. Do we have an idea of how far away the music is coming from, from where we're standing, like a direction and a distance? Yeah, it seems like it's coming from the skeleton is at the base of the lake. All right, so as soon as we get there, we're making our way directly towards it. Try not to get into any fights unless we absolutely have to. Once we get the blade, Relop, are you going to put the dome up? I'm going to need 10 minutes for it, but I can, yeah. Is everybody else ready to protect him for 10 minutes while we get that ready? Yeah. Yep. Sure. Let's have some fun. All right, everybody hold hands. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> or you're not coming with us. Okay. Oh, I'm out then. I'm not mad, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't sign up for this. Hey, I don't want to throw a wrench in the machine here. Uh-huh. But Daryl is a creature. Yep, I can do eight. So, Relap, if you're bringing the bird with you, you better... Talk to it and make sure that it's on board because it has to be willing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll chat him up and just let him know that we're moving a little faster through the world. So just be prepared. For your persuasion. Animal handling. <laughs> <laughs> that skill that never gets used. Hey, uh, 16. He says, uh, uh, okay, I'll come with you. Yeah, just come with me. We're going to take a little adventure and then we're going to be back to place in just a little bit. Does that mean somebody has to hold the wing of the ibis? I can just have them set on my shoulders, can I? 
Or do we need to, like... You're supposed to hold hands. You and up to eight willing creatures who link hands in a circle are transported to a different plane of existence. <laughs> you tell me how you want to rule that. Technically, he doesn't have so hands, We so each hold a finger out, and he just perches on one foot on each I just, I, I just want to see, you know, somebody holding the hand of the chicken <laughs> while this gets cast, right? We could all just put our hands in the middle, and I grab it, and he can just sit on top of it. All right. When we're ready, she's going to pull out the tuning fork. She's going to have her shield out. She won't have her sword ready, but she's going to have her shield out. And she's going to wing it off against her shield. And the reverberations of everything start shimmer around her. And then everybody else is attached to her as we shift. So I will cast plane shift. My target destination is this lake in the Shadowfell. It's called Plane Shift, so everything does shift, like a weird wipe as the other reality comes into view. You almost get the slash for a second as you displace, and Zan feels that it's slight. So you're not exactly going to be in the same spot. You're close. But as soon as that happens, everybody's suddenly in darkness. You think that the lights go out. Everybody's eyes failed them for a second. And then you start to adjust. Even if you have dark vision, just for a second, everything just goes black. And you find yourself in this colorless, dark place. And before you even get a chance to breathe, you hear swords clanging. You breathe in, and there's this acrid smoke in the air. And this sort of gritty feel of soot on your face and your skin you know you're holding somebody's hand and you can feel this soot start to almost collect as you are standing still and you're effectively stepping into a battle and there's swords swinging and you can see and you thankfully you're not immediately in the middle of it it's a little bit off to one side but there are humanoid figures fighting with what look to be crystal weaponry. Most of it is crystal in the sense that it's glowing with moonlight, just a dull glow as they fight. There's, you see some swords, but you also see spears and pole arms and staves. Kind of get your bearing and people start, I'm sure, grabbing their weapons and things, getting yourself situated for just a split second. And you also see what seems to, to be people fighting what look to be invisible foes. And the problem is, too, is that they're just far enough. If you have dark vision, for instance, you know, you're looking out to about 60 feet and they're right on the edge of that. And there's also this soot in the air. What you can see, there's this rain of black ash that seems to be coming down. And if you kind of look up for a second, too, it's almost wonder if you're in the wrong place and you can see flashes something to do with this battle that's happening and it gives you an image of where you're standing with a fortress of sorts it seems to be surrounded in thorny vine or at least this outer wall of it and you're actually relatively close to the outer wall but it is built around where this lake should be like you're kind of in the area you feel like you've shifted a little bit closer to the mountain and through the flashes you can see the mountain the mountain that you left is still there and in fact, the waterfall that you saw as a trickle before is gushing water. It is a full force waterfall from where you are. So it gives you a little bit of a bearing. As this is happening, you look over, you see that specifically somebody in that fight over there. What you're seeing is very pale humanoids. They're just far enough away. There's no light here. 
everything's sort of black and white. But you do see that they have some glowing runes on them. Some of them have it on their shield. Some of them have it on their armor. Some of them have it on their faces. And as one turns kind of your direction, and again, he's pretty far away, this arrow comes in, catches him in the back, and it looks like it's a glowing arrow of probably made of this crystal. And he drops to the ground, and the arrow just sort of blinks out of light. You know, it's still there, but it loses its light. The fight itself sort of moves out of your vision, probably you're guessing east from where you're standing. And then around the corner of the wall, you see a bunch of what look like elves, again, very pale, wearing relatively dark clothing. They have these runes on them, these glowing insignias of some sort, and they have crystal weapons, and they really just sort of come across and come upon you. Everybody roll initiative. So, Lucan, you're going to go first. Kind of imagining that you already lit your sword. Does that make sense? Since Merc was talking about that, right? You notice, too, that the light sources are definitely shrunken. They're about half of what they should be. And so you can just expect that you're not going to be able to see as far as you would like to. So they come barreling around this wall. Oh, and I should probably point out, too, they also are wearing some sort of armor that is also looks like it's made of thorny vines much like the wall that you're next to and they all see you and draw weapons and start coming your direction you see that one of them that's coming straight at you has a symbol on his forehead it looks like a circle with a line through it from where you are and again it's just this glowy image all right lucan will charge forward with his lit sword can i get into melee on this turn yeah, like they're basically coming in on you. They didn't see you much more before you saw them, it seems. They came across. They must have been headed towards the bigger fight, and you're standing in the way. All right. 21. That'll hit. All right. Um, I hit him for 15 points of damage. When you hit him, too, he swears. It's pretty heavily accented, but it's elven. Gives an elven swear as you catch him. All right. Swing again. And I roll up 13 on that one. And that'll miss. That time when you hit him, his armor actually flares like he's got these vines on. And it kind of whips out. Like part of his armor snakes out like a vine and goes to catch you. And go ahead and make a dex save. I rolled a 13. Okay, you take six points slashing damage as it basically catches somewhere in between sort of where your plates meet at your waist and it just sort of cuts across your side. A couple of them are going to converge on you. So they really pile into you as a group. And so two of them take a swing at Lucan, who was kind of the first to strike there. And then Merc, Holg, and Zan get a swing at them as they all sort of bust into the group. One of them misses you, Lucan, but the other one gets you pretty good with his spear. 19 points of piercing. Merc, you get a spear as well for 12. Holg, one contacts you. Okay, I'll use my reaction, uncanny dodge. Seven points, that's the have. And Zan, one catches you for piercing. Can I wording flare it? I'm sorry, I didn't know there was one targeting me yet. No, no, you stop him. All right. Sorry. (laughs) All right. So they're just kind of piled into you. This group comes in and you've got these elves standing among you. Merc, it's your turn. I was planning on trying to use the pistol, but uh, I think we're going to be pulling out some destiny. Try to hit the guy in the chest and push him back. 
Does a 28 hit him? Yep. He owes me a strength save of DC 17. Oh, uh, he made it. Okay. 23 points of damage. I'm going to take a half step back and take a great big, almost haymaker overhand chop. Uh, I am going to take the penalty on it. So I'm uh, doing the great weapon master strike. 18. It does. 26 points of damage from that one. Nice. In attacking him, his thorns actually come out as you're hitting. It doesn't necessarily, it's really, it's almost like a reaction as you're attacking and you take four points of slashing from his armor. Do not get a save. You do not get a save. No, that the other one was lashing out at him. This was actually just a reaction as you were hitting. Splash back. Hold, you're up. I've got one engaging me now, correct? The only one that isn't engaged is Relop right now. Is the one engaging me threatened also by anyone around me as well? Yeah, I would say so. We'll say Merc is within shot okay. of that. I will take a stab at him with my short sword then. 23. That'll hit. 41 points of damage. Ooh, nice. And that first Serious swing. kind of staggers him back. And then I will use my bonus action to offhand strike. 29 for another 6 points of damage. Constitution saving throw at the end of his next act. Next oh, at the end. Okay. As you hit these things, this armor keeps reacting as it comes in. So it's like you slice in, and then the vines come out and scrape across your arms. And so you end up with four points of slashing damage in the process. Almost from above you, a shape comes out of the sky above you. Not like very far up between the darkness and all the ash in the air. Some sort of spirit or monster of some sort, you know, it almost comes out of the darkness right in between everybody. It takes on sort of bestial, but a little bit hard to figure out what exactly it looks like, but there's definitely something there. Shadowy shape. Hull, go ahead and make a strength check. Oh boy. <laughs> Nine! So something comes down and wraps around Holg and then just picks him up and throws him. Yoink! And you effectively go over the fence of thorns and you end up with a splat on the other side as you land in something wet and oily. You've got about two feet out of it, but you're effectively in quicksand. It's like a moat on the other side of the thorns there. And he tossed you into it. Sort of a magical push to throw you over there. So, we've got this shadow being in the middle of everybody at this point, too. Zan, you're up. So, can we still see this shadow beast? Or did it go away and like do a flyby and take it's, off? It's still right there, because it just took its action. Okay. It's like floating above you. You can not quite make out. Okay. Well, I had a plan of action, now I don't. Can we see Holg? Or is he... He just got behind the wall. He just got thrown past the wall, and you can see that there's this thorny wall there. That's still visible from where you are. There's enough light coming from the swords and from the drift globe, and you know you can kind of make out where you are. Okay. Uh, yeah, he got heated. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So she's gonna scream hog as he goes flying, and then she's gonna level sword at the shadow beast and fire a level three guiding bolt at it. Okay. She wants to see how her radiant spells are going to work in here anyway. 18. Um, 18 will hit. 6d6 radiant comes flying in his face. Oh, that's a good roll. 31 points of radiant. So it will be outlined. Sure. For the advantage. 
light bursts out of Zan, puts an outline on this thing. It's still a little bit un- hard to understand what you're looking at. It's like fighting a cloud. This face comes out. It looks a little bit like a beast of some sort, but it's still just this shadow, this cloud that you're fighting. But it is outlined, and so it's going to give advantage to the next attack against it. Relop, you're up. Pull out a small piece of amber and fur and cast chain lightning on it and three of the uh, creatures that are attacking everyone. So it's going to be a dexterity saving throw 18. Not a single one got it. Thanks, Pete. And not bad. 48 points of damage. So, Hulk, the one that's on you drops as lightning bursts through these things. When it happens, too, it's interesting because the, suddenly there's a lot of light from the lightning. And you can see all the veins in these elves' skin. You haven't been in the sun kind of thing. The one on hold drops and other two that are hit are still kicking. But at this point, every one of them is damaged. Probably the freshest of all is the one that was actually fighting Lucan. But otherwise, they're all pretty jacked up. Lucan, we're back up to you. He's going to yell out, Hulk! And then try to just get rid of the one that's right in front of him. Oof. 14 to hit. 14 does not hit. Alright, take my second swing. 25 to hit. That'll hit. 14 points of damage. Thorns just scratch you for one point. It's their turn. So Lucan, they're going to attack you. A couple of them swinging at you. Really, they're just kind of staying where they are at this point because the one that had been on Holg is down anyway. So, Lucan, you catch some of this crystal swords from two of them on on your shield. Merc, one's going to attack you. He hits your armor at one point and does nothing, but then he does get one hit off. But he gets you for 13 piercing. Zan, one's going to swing at you. Warding Flare. Okay, Zan, again, you catch this thing. It would have probably got you with one of its attacks, but it didn't happen. And then one of them is actually going to turn towards Relop. So Relop, one of them comes at you. Can I use my shield defense thing for him or far away? Yeah, let's say you can. So disadvantage on his first attack. Ooh, I'm rolling the way I usually roll. So bam, 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 there's all this clanging going on as Mel's getting hitting, but you are busting these guys away from you. Merc, it's your turn. I'll take a, uh, a swing at the, the one in front of me. The giant wind up and try to do like a side slash. And I'll do the great weapon master to take the penalty. 21 to hit. Yeah, that hits. 26 points of damage to that one. All right, he looks like he's in pretty rough shape, but he's still standing. Guess I'll do it again. Ooh, that's not good. Yeah, I missed that one. It's, it's only a 12. Clanging back and forth. Catch him good. I guess on that one, he does have that armor that keeps slashing. He just catches it for one point. Before it's in my turn passes, I would like to bonus action and a second one. Okay. Holg, as your turn comes up, effectively you're in this oily quicksand. Mm-hmm. You got about two feet out of the sand. You feel yourself sink a little bit as your turn begins. And so what you would need to do at this point is make a strength saving throw. See if you can get yourself, find a vine, get yourself uh, out. 18. 18 does it. So you find this vine, kind of catch yourself on a little bit of the edge of it, you know, with these thorns, but not enough to quite take the point off. But you pull yourself up. You're kind of right up against the wall of the keep. Huge walled building here that wasn't in the material plane. There's this little moat of oily quicksand and then this wall of razor vine on the outside of it. And when you pull yourself up, you pull yourself up against the wall itself. 
you've got the quicksand and the razor vine between you and the party. The wall itself is scattered with humanoid skulls built into the bricks. Okay. Well, I mean, that gives me handholds, I guess. <laughs> Try to start getting over that wall to get back to the rest of the group. Try to jump over and get through the vines again? Yeah. Go ahead and make an athletics check. We'll see if you can just get over the vines themselves. And that would probably, because you had to pull yourself out, that'd probably be about the extent of your action at this point. Sure. That's a nine. You're holding on to vines. This time it is going to do you a little bit of damage because Mm -hmm. they're sharp. But at least you did get over. Kind of pull yourself out, look around for a second and take a jump. And take a 10 points of slashing damage from the vines. And they kind of have a little bit of a mind of their own. You go to grab them and they move on you. They're you know living things that seem to want to do a little bit of damage to you. I don't think anybody's attacked the beast, right? This shadow thing? I know I haven't. So it's still lit up. It's going to make everybody make a wisdom saving throw. Now you're close enough to Lucan, so you get a bonus. Within 10 feet, you and friendly creatures within 10 feet can't be frightened. Nice. Uh, all right perfect so does this thing you know kind of makes this horrific noise and everybody seems to be protected by lucian's fury am i within 10 feet it works like a cone so you actually weren't out sorry i probably should have have noted that you weren't in it but yeah you weren't actually even a target okay all right good good deal yeah, so it was basically this weird bellow that it did, and it was meant to freak everybody out, and apparently Lucan's that cool. Well, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. So, Zan, it's your turn. It's still there. You can see this cloud-like thing with a little bit of a face protruding out of it, and it's still got this glow to it, right? Uh, as a spiritual weapon towards it in the air, and let that make an attack at advantage first. So I will crit it with my spiritual weapon. Nice. 36 and then I will throw out the Sacred Flame cantrip on it as well. So Dexterity 18 from the monster. Uh, it does make that. Nothing happens. Okay. Sword of Light comes in and just splices through it, almost like dissipates for a second, and then coalesces back into a shape as it cuts through the smoke. But it definitely lets out another howl. Real up, you're up. It's going to let out fourth level Scorching Ray. You got five targets, are you just splitting them? Yeah. Okay. So the beast has a different AC, so why don't you do that one first, and then tell me the rest of them. For the beast, 30. That'll hit. Got 21 and 21, 23 and 26. Yikes. All right, cool. Elders are all going to drill in. For the beast, three points of fire damage. Another three to somebody else. Seven to the next one. Seven to the next one. Twelve. The one that's on Merc drops three comes out in little curls and just hits everything there and again one of them drops that merc has been fighting and the beast everything's been taking some damage at this point again the one that probably looks the freshest is the one that lucan is on john it's your turn all right lucan's gonna take a swing at the uh, elf in front of him 28 and 16 points of damage and then he's gonna swing again 20 to hit for 18 points. So, he's not looking great. So slam, slam. You do take six points of slashing damage from his armor as these vines come out and slash at you. They are now going to attack. We're down to three of them. So that one's going to definitely be attacking Lucan. If they attack somebody close to me, I want to use my protection. Okay. He's again swearing in Elven. Catches your shield. Zan, one's going to swing at you. 
So Lucan catches the first shield, or the shield on the first hit. The second one bounces off of her armor, glances, and doesn't connect. And then Relap, the one that had moved your direction, he's going to take two swings with his spear. First one kind of goes wild. The second one's going to connect. Drives it straight at you. He ended up critting, so he ends up hitting you for 50 points of piercing damage. All right, but now it's Merc's turn, and you've been freed. You can move that direction. I'll definitely close in on the guy that's attacking Relop. Leave my friend alone. 26 to hit. That'll hit. 22 points of damage, and I'm going to do the pushing attack. So he owes me a strength check of DC 17. Uh, you know what? Actually, it doesn't matter because that took him. So you come in and just skewer him like he was trying to do to Relop, and he drops down in front of him. You didn't have to go far because everybody's pretty bunched up. You could probably take a step over and hit the one that's on Zan. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, that's a mess. Okay. Kind of swipe up and he catches your sword with his crystal to bat you off. Whole turn. You notice while you're kind of half hanging in these vines, there's a little bit of light coming out from one side of the wall. Maybe it was where these guys came from but you recognize that you can see a little bit of an entrance there. You know enough about different ways of entering places because of your background. Probably a sally port, sort of a side exit that's a little bit secret to the outside. Okay. Mentally note that and prepare to uh, help my fellow adventurers. So go ahead and roll. Like, I don't know if you want to try to chop your way through the lines or you want to try to just push your way through and take some damage. I'll try to like weave my way through. Would acrobatics work better than athletics for me? Yeah, I think that'll work. Okay. We'll be a 19. So you took a little bit of damage when you first got in there, but you pull a big handful of it, and that's where some of the damage comes from. And you open up yourself a little bit of a gap, and then you just sort of pour yourself through the hole and spill out in front of the group. Like It's almost like he's being birthed by this wall in front of everybody as he just sort of like lands in front of you. What's up, guys? <laughs> That's probably your turn, though, just sort of getting your way through. Yeah. The beast is attack at this point. It's going to come down at where Zan and Merc are. And so it's going to attempt to bite at Zan. You see this face emerging in front of you. And the two claws are going to swipe at Merc. I will wording flare the bite. Oh, I rolled the same thing twice. So he's, he's going to catch you with that. Merc, two attacks at you, and one claw is going to catch Merc. So, Zan, you take 15, and then Merc, you're going to take 17. It's almost like it doesn't quite exist until it gets there. It's like this smoky Ooh. thing that takes form right as it's making contact. I like to take the Sentinel Strike at it since it bit it, Zan. 17 to hit it. Yeah, it'll hit. 15 points of slashing damage. So it comes down, catches Zan, and then this... Destiny sword slices through and cuts its head off, and then it just dissipates into smoke. Xan, it is your turn. We've still got two elves. One of them is on your brother, and one of them is still on you guys, yeah. So I guess there's one still with you and Merc. I'm going to cast Hold Person at third level in an attempt to hold both of them. Okay. So uh, I need Wisdom Saving Throw 18 for both of them. The one on Lucan passed it, but the other one that's with you gets locked up. Okay, so she will get out of melee with it, and then she'll send the spiritual weapon sword right on top of him. 
Okay. All right, roll with advantage. Well, A25. All right, that'll hit. Ooh, max damage, 14 points of damage. All right, comes in, strikes him. He's still hanging there, but he's not moving either, right? Like, he just... Yeah. <laughs> this thing just comes in and stabs at him. Yeah, there's a white tendril wrapped around him and then just brings the sword right down into his back. All right, relapse, there's two left. One of them's paralyzed in front of Zan and Merc, and the other one is fighting Lucan. I'm just going to mutter something under my breath and cast Acid Splash at the one that's held, so it's a Dexterity 18 saving throw. Since it's paralyzed, yeah, it auto fouls. Cool. So you get to just do your damage. Another five points of acid damage. Poor guy just hanging there as all this damage gets wailed on him. He's still hanging in. Glowing sword stabbing him. Acid comes flying at him and he's frozen in place. Uh, Lucan, it's your turn. You still got the guy on you. He says, you shall fall now. And takes a swing. I got a 26 to hit. I mean, only seven damage on that. Seven will actually do it. So slice in. Pull out, he does get you for two points of thorn damage as the come out and like wrap around your hand for a second as you pull the sword back out and cuts you open a little bit. One is the one that's frozen, so does he get a save on his turn? Yep. Nope. Oh yeah, can he can Lucan swing again? Oh, you could step in and do it, yep. Boy, my rolls are bad tonight. Uh, 18 to hit, 14 points of damage. Come in and just this glowing symbol on his forehead and the light drops out of his eyes and he falls to the ground so everybody's standing in the darkness here and the battle's still going on you can hear it happening you can't see much but it's away from the building and as this last one drops and lucan looks down at the body he hears the music again and the music is clearly and zan you can hear it too it's clearly coming from beyond the wall so the, whatever this wall that you're looking at is surrounding the spot you need to go to. The voices are coming from beyond that wall. We need to go that way. Well, if we're going in, I found this other door over here. You found a door? First <laughs> off, are you okay? Like, I just saw you take a flight over a wall. <laughs> Everybody looks super dark and there's no color going on here. But from his chest down, he's pretty much oily. He's just blackened. Uh, I'm okay. Let's just go where we need to go and get out of here fast. Lucan puts his hand on you and his hand glows and you heal. How much damage you got on you? 21. All right, that all goes away. Okay. He turns over to Relop and says, Relop, I saw you take a big hit as well. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm I'm fine. Let me help at least. So how much do you have on you? Uh, I'm down 19. Okay, that all goes away. Oh, cool. Thanks, man. Battle going on. There's a bit of a rumbly noise that has started up as well, and you can see a little bit of fire shooting up past the wall, and then a couple of flashes from whatever battle's going on on the other side of the place, and you can see that there's some sort of large chimney over there that's shooting out all of this ash within the walls, presumably. All right. So I don't think it's going to be just a general walk in this building, but this entrance appeared to be like kind of a back entrance, so hopefully we'll meet less resistance. Well, the resistance here has been quite entertaining. Let's go. You start moving towards the Wall of Thorns, and Lucan in the music, and Zan can make it out too. And it's odd because you really probably shouldn't be able to hear it, right? Like somehow it's finding a way to project to you over all this noise from this battle that's going on and the music says yes my blade follow my song your path is clear you can't go wrong all right stay quiet and lead the way gonna have to get through the thorns it might be a little bit easier to go the way that whole messed with 
Do you guys want to just try to cut a hole in the thorns, or do you want to try to sneak your way through like hole did? Or do you have another plan? I don't think we're going to be able to sneak our way through being as large of a group as we are. I'll just take a few extra swipes and make a hole bigger. Okay, make an attack. Does a 16 hit? It does. 11 points of damage. Okay, cut up a bit of a gap to it. It does slice out at you. Go ahead and make a dex check as it tries to fight back at you. I fell. So you take three slashing damage, kind of catches you a little bit across the side of the face. Go ahead and attack again. 23 hit. How about 18 points of damage? All right, yeah, that one, you catch enough of it, it drops, and as the vines hit too, a piece falls to the ground and almost like crawls like a snake, an inchworms its way, trying to get away from you at that point. And you've got enough of a hole where you think you could sneak through. It's still going to take a little bit of a dex check just to see if you get slashed a little bit on your way through. Oh, man. So everybody make a, make a dex saving throw as you walk through. Oh, natural 20. Uh, How about that? 25. Hey, samesies. Do we get a plus three? Sure. A plus three, 28. I got an 18. Okay. 24 then. All right. Everybody does pretty well. You kind of make it through. Hulk forgot to mention there's quicksand right when you get past there. So everybody's in the quicksand. No, I'm just kidding. So Mm -hmm. what are you going to do about the quicksand? Well, it's on the far side of the quicksand. Wall. There's a little bit of a lead. He had pulled himself up. A bit of hard ground on the other side. So you can jump over it. You just have to make a quick check. If you're just jumping across, everybody make an athletics skill check. I rolled a 13, which is really bad me. Relop, can you use your rope as a thing? I can extend out the uh, rope climb, if that doesn't help a little bit. Are you going to try to connect it to something? or If Merc can make it to the other side, can you attach it to Merc? Well, <laughs> no, I didn't make it to the other side. I got it. Too. Oh, okay. Well, then never mind. I got a, seven, <laughs> I got a 17. So. so Hulk's over there. Merc oh. is a little sinking. All right, I'm going to run a rope out to Hulk. At least for the time being, connected to Holg. <laughs> it's 60 feet, so that should be. Yeah, I'm just not sure what giving it to Holg is going to do, right? Yeah. You got a rope on one side, you got a guy holding it on the other side, and it's quicksand underneath. I'm not sure what well, that does. I mean, it'll keep people from going under the quicksand, I would hope. Like, if they fail their checks, they should be able to grab onto the rope and at least. Oh, gotcha, it. gotcha. Okay, so to help get out in case it. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. Still make a athletics check, but then if you don't make it in, then you've got a rope that we can deal with. Okay. Uh, I still got a 10. I got a 9. I'm going to need that rope. <laughs> 17. 13. Zan and Lucan and Hulk. Well, Hulk was already messy, but Zan and Lucan make it across and without any mess, and the Relop and Merc come out with a bunch of oil all over them. You have to kind of help them get pulled out once they slip into the mud. Everybody else, too, can see that there is an opening, largely if you have dark vision, come to a point where you can see this opening, and Hulk leads you to it. And many of you are familiar with the concept of a sally port, like sort of side thing that you can use if you need it to send a bunch of soldiers out if you're under siege, which seems to be what's actually happening right at this moment. And it's been left open, and so you just see this hallway of stone, and there is a closed door at the end of it but there's some little glowing stones in the wall here that give just a little bit of moonlight as opposed to like a full-blown light old does this door look trapped to you crack my knuckles and well let's take a look lucian's guidance i mean lucan's guidance (laughs) (laughs) you don't have that spell that's what a d4 yeah uh 21 so there's a lock on it but it is not currently locked all right 
So Zane wants to listen to the door while he picks the lock. Make a perception test. Dirty 20. Seems pretty quiet on the other side. So she'll glance down to Holg and nod. Well, either they're idiots or it's a trap. Let's go. So you step into the next room and it suddenly tastes better. Everything is all sooty out there. It was still sooty in that little hallway that you walked into. And this room is much cleaner. And in fact, there's some runes on the wall that make you wonder if maybe it's a cleaning room. Doing something to clean the air as you enter. It's a pretty unassuming room otherwise. There's a couple of benches. There is some soot on the ground. So those people that are kind of oily and sandy are not suddenly clean, but the air itself is better here. Mark, I want to use Divine Sense. Do I sense Undead, Fiend, or Celestial? You do sense Undead within the next 60 feet. Probably the next room or at least adjacent room. Um, Hey, everybody, I sense that there's Undead ahead. Great. Yeah. Zan is going to cast Cure Wounds on her shoulder where her bite mark was. She's back to full. Lucan's going to cast Shield of Faith, and I'll cast that on hold. Are we thinking uh, they used a pretty sizable force ahead of us, or...? I can't tell. I'm going to go ahead and cast Mirror Image on myself before we go in. Okay. So this door is locked? This one is, yep. The one coming into the clean room wasn't. This one no. is. Also check it for traps. Okay. Lucian's Guidance. So that's 31 for investigation. It does not seem to be trapped, just locked. Okay, try to pick the lock. Lucian's guidance. That will be a 26. Click. Opens up. We do crack it slowly. As you open the door, you can smell lamp oil. There is really no light in this room, though. Like, there's no lamps lit, apparently. And you do see some straw on the ground as you enter. You know, we have marching order. Lucan will be trying to lead the way. Dibs on last. <laughs> Merc will probably be in the back of free lot. Hold behind Lucan and in the middle. Yep. So as you enter, Lucan, you got your light sword. Kind of a hallway. It's relatively wide. It's probably 10 feet across, so a couple people could be side by side. And there's a bunch of doors on both sides. It, it looks a lot like a, like a cell block. There's cells or at least chambers, doors off to both sides. And there are a couple of figures laying in the straw and when you walk in and, and hold up your light, they both look at you immediately, these cloth sack faces, and they come jump in your direction. They are effectively scarecrows. You know, like I said, there was straw. You can see straw sort of sticking out of them. They give you the willies this feeling because they move a lot like the leather golem things that you fought with Faradwen. They have, they have a very, you know, the thing where you got that flesh mask. They have a very similar vibe to mm. them. So everybody roll initiative. I'm going to do a little bit of a scream as they move. They are a little bit frightening. You walk in, you're kind of right behind Lucan as these things dart up and start wailing your direction. Holga's actually, I'm going to stand next to Lucan and ready an attack for if they get within range of us and start charging into us. Relop, we're going to kind of get everybody, they're coming down the hallway, they're about to be there, but Relop, you would be able to react before they quite get into melee. Okay, cast telekinesis, hold one of them in place. Oh, it's a contested strength check using my intelligence. 13? Ooh, it actually beats ya. Okay. Stutters a little bit and then just pushes through as it screams. 
and it effectively gets into where the mix is. Lucan and Holg are up front, and so they're each going to swipe at you. So we'll have one going after Holg, one going after Lucan. The rest of the group sort of coming in behind after Holg. He's got that shield going on. Doesn't actually get you. The spell almost like lights up a little bit as attacks. Lucan, one of them is going to catch you. Five points of slashing. As they get closer, you see that their hands are clawed. Crystal daggers that are tied together in this fan shape. And their hands. That glowing crystal that the elves were using. So they come in and still making this kind of screeching, frightening sound. And Lucan, it's your turn. Alright, Lucan's going to yell, stay close, everyone. And he's going to take a swing at the one in front of him. Sorry to interrupt, but Holg has a held action for when it gets into melee. Oh yeah, that's fine. Strike out with the short sword and AC 13. You know what? 13 actually hits. It's a bag of straw. Expecting so. that to miss. <laughs> Sorry, Brian, didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no worries. No worries. 42 points of damage. So you come in and ice up in the hopes of, you know, just getting it to open up and maybe have that straw just sort of fall apart. When you do hit it, you hit. You feel like you hit something hard inside, you know, like there's something substantial beyond the straw and definitely react to it, right? Like this thing acts like it's got feelings or that it knows that you just sliced into it. All right, Lucan. So you see him hit this thing pretty good. Going to take a swing at the same one Hulk swung at. I hit a 28 for 18 points right do that you hit and it it actually flares up oil that's been soaked in you know it's still fighting but now it's fighting on fire Ooh. all right he swings and hits a, at a 19 uh, and i'm gonna divine smite this thing because uh, the fire freaked him out a little bit so 28 for damage and he says down you fiend all right, again, they've got a little bit more beef to them than you would expect. As you hit it, this thing is burst into flames. It does hit you for a point of fire damage with that hit. And the one next to him starts on fire as well. The fire leaps its way over. Brings us to Zan. I had a plan if they were undead, but they're not. She's going to do Scorching Ray at second level. So she will fire at the one they've been wailing on. That's still up, I assume? Yeah. So one ray... 16. Oh, yes, that hits. Takes 5 fire damage, and then she'll fire again. Is it still up? Yeah. 29 to hit. Ooh, good. 11 points of fire damage. So she'll just fire over, like, Hulk's shoulder and wail on the one that's in front of him. Sure. It'll move up to be within 10 of both of them. The thing is fully ablaze. The whole thing is burning at this point, it's, and you can all feel the heat as it flares in, and the other one is going up as well. It's still standing, and it's weird because it seems like there's nothing but fire almost at this point. This mm. standing stick of fire. Mark, you're up. Sure. Since I'm locked out of combat, I'll just pull out a little sweet judgment action here. Well, I'll shoot at the one that's going to stick figure that's on fire. Does a 16 hit. It does. And 12 points of piercing damage. When you hit that, you do shoot it right into the center of it because it's point is it's all fire. And when you do that, it kind of splinters a little bit. You know, what, what's left of it, it actually blows up. It's not huge in the sense that it's going to just take everybody completely out, but it's enough to where it flares. All this fire just sort of shoots out in a fireball around it. So everybody make a deck saving throw. Can I have nine? 11. 27. You were looking for 15s. So if you breached 15, you can take 
8 instead, otherwise you're taking the 15. Zan, you would kind of get the resistance anyway because right. of your... Oh, armor. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about my fire resistance. That's right, I'm... right. This is a good time <laughs> to have it. Super good. <laughs> Standing fire monsters. Yeah. All right, so it explodes. The other one is fully ablaze at this point. Okay, so I'll reload quickly, and then I'll shoot the second one. Nat 20. Nice. Four 12 points of damage. So, again, this thing is ablaze, gotten even more so from the other one. And we're back up to hold. Flash out at that. AC 16. 35. You slash into it and fully ablaze at this point. You do end up taking... Three points of fire damage just from the aura of it as you hit. Mm -hmm. That will be my go. Relop, you're up. Zan's Scorching Ray seemed to have done some damage to it. Oh, yeah. I cast Scorching Ray as well. 14? Yeah, that'll hit. Natural 20. And 14 again. It's 11 points. Second one is 6. And third one is 7. Just a walking fireball at this point with all this fire that's, you know, it's clear that this won't last forever. It's going to burn down as it fights. It, it now is going to take some swings. It's going to focus on Holg, who's right in front of him. One of the hits is going to miss, but the, or the other one's going to hit. Claw plus fire at this point. Holg, you're going to end up taking 10 points of slashing damage, 6 points of fire damage. Okay. Lucan, it's your turn. All right, he's going to take a swing. 14 hit and a 14 hits, right? It does, yep. Uh, 20 points of damage. And he'll take a second swing that hits at a 27 and does 15 points of damage. So both of those hits, the fire flares out at you. You, you end up taking 10 points of fire damage in the process. And then it, this thing also explodes like his buddy did. And so everybody make another dex save. You're looking for a 15. So if you made your 15, can take half damage, but this is 18 if you didn't. Lucan gives out a yell and looks pretty beat up. All right, so you're standing in this hallway with these smoldering piles of hay laying next to you. You can see that there was some sort of pottery inside of them. As you fought, they opened up whatever fuel was inside of these things. Are there hand crystals on the ground? Yeah, you, know, you might have to shoo them away with a weapon to look at them because they're probably still a little bit ablaze. But these crystal daggers are there. Do they look like knock daggers? They don't. Okay. Mm -mm. The weapons that the elves were using outside were crystal as well. And so it all looks like a similar technology, whatever they're using. And they continue to glow even though they're down. Crystal shards are still laying there. Uh, I think we should take some of these back with us later, after this school's off, if we have time. Yeah. Zane's going to help Lucan <laughs> pick up some of the shards, and then she's going to heal him. We cast a level 4 Cure Wounds for 31 points of healing. Nice. Alright. He says, thank you, sister. Of course. Can we still hear the music? You do. In fact, it says, Close, my blade, so very near. Under the depths, you're almost here. Let's go. We kind of start marching forward, leading the way. Cells along both sides. They've got wooden doors, and they have little slats like you could open up and look in. Zane will take a look. Inside the cell that you look, there are some form of undead. They must be like a zombie of sorts. They look pale like the ones that were outside. One of them looks like a dwarf, and the other one looks more maybe human. They all have this pale skin. When you hold up your light, it shows all the veins in their skin. But these are clearly some sort of undead thralls staring at you blankly. 
Hulk, do these doors look like they have a contraption on the top of them where somebody might pull a lever and open all these doors on us? Oh, good idea. Let's take a look <laughs> at these and examine this investigation. Not natural 20. You don't see anything like that, but you do note that there's some sort of rune. When you look closely, you can see it just barely glowing. You almost have to take the light off of it in order to see it. See it better in the dark. There's some sort of arcane rune there. All right. Well, it has some sort of magic rune. I don't know if this is like a ward or... When he points it out, you guys can see it too. And you know what the meaning of that symbol means? I can take a look at it. Make an arcane check. 30. It is definitely a arcane lock of some sort. Because you had a really good feel for it as you looked with this 30 that you're old, you have a feeling it probably had a password. So like, if somebody knew the password, they could open it. Otherwise, they're probably not opening it. I don't think it's probably going to be opening up anytime soon. We should be okay. All right, let's continue forward. You find a room off of the side at the end, curves off. It looks like some sort of bunkhouse. There's a couple of cots and foot lockers. There's a weapons rack on one side. It has one single crystal spear, like the ones that they've been carrying. It's got a little bit of a moon glow to it. And there's a big tapestry on the wall. And again, everything's colorless here. And so it's this dark colored tapestry up against the walls that are a little bit lighter. And then it has a glowing symbol on it. And you had seen before that the elves had, it was like a circle with a line through it. And this symbol is a little more distinct. And you can tell that it is an eyeball with either a spear or like a staff or something that's been jammed through it. An eyeball impaled with a big crystal staff. I'll take the spear. Does that symbol look at all familiar to me for any reason? Make a perception test. 24. You think you might have seen it in the book, and you think it might have been tied to those people called the Guadream that you read about. You'd have to go back and double check, but something sparks and you're like, oh, I think there's a connection. Okay. Zan is going to reach into her satchel and pull out the Aerith core, and then she'll hold it in front of her face and cast Detect Magic. And then looking through the crystal, she's going to look at items as people pull them out to see if any of them are magical. Is the spear glowing? It is, yeah. The claws that you grabbed, those are those are glowing as well. But yeah, there are the footlockers. Hold, you want to check these, make sure that they're not locked, trapped, and see if we can see what's on the side things? Good idea. Lucian's guidance on all those. <laughs> Four times, they're all locked. Okay, not natural 20. Second one, also not natural 20. 32, not natural 20. <laughs> right. So he goes around and sort of unlocks all of them, plays them open. As you rifle through, you find, it's like uniforms, cloaks. You do find a stone that is about the size of like a cue ball, and it's round and white, but it's glowing with runes. And in fact, some of the runes are in lingual, and some of them seem to be arcane. There's also of what looks to be strong-smelling peppercorns, which is actually might be worth a little something. There's a small wooden carving of a female elf. There's a worn book missing its front cover. It looks to be written in elven. You also find 30 platinum pieces. All the platinum pieces have the picture of a profile of an elven woman on them. You also find six watery amber stones. You're not sure what color they would be if they were in the light because everything's kind of colorless here, but they're worth about 100 gold pieces each. 
And you also find a signet ring, probably worth 25 gold pieces. Just It's actually made of platinum. Metal itself is probably worth 25 gold or so. But it has a couple of inverted Ds dissected with a horizontal line. So like backwards D followed by a regular D with a line going through the center of them. And the ball's magical, is any, and the spear, is yeah. there anything else? No, just the ball that they picked up, this glowy white cue ball, and the spear itself. So we seem to be in a barracks of some sort underneath the castle. Can we hear the music anymore? Yeah, it's pulling you. It knows you're here, repeating a chorus. Tis time, tis time, bring me my blade. Do we seem to be going up, down, sideways in the castle itself? Are we taking stairs? Is there No, it's just been the one level. You haven't gone up or down any stairs since you came in. Hey, before we take off, we need to look for somebody here. Fothil? Is I'm saying that right, Mark? Mm-hmm. Fothil, yep. Who is that? This symbol is the symbol of the Guad Dream. That's their leader. They're somehow connected to Asher. Really? All right. And this person is here? Well, the Quadreamer here. They're somehow connected to Ragadad, too. I wonder if we should try to interrogate the next one we see. Ask about this leader you're looking for? In the journal, I found out there was this person, and they were working with Asher. Hmm. And they're somehow connected to Ragadad, and they're in charge of the Quadream. But that's the symbol of the Quadream. All right. Now, you made a charge ahead. All right, sounds good. <laughs> he put, I'm sure 10 minutes has passed since I put Shield of Faith on Hulk, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. He's going to put Shield of Faith on Merc now, and he gives him a smile, and then he charges ahead. Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I am. Apparently chopped liver now. <laughs> the next door, there's really not another option at this point. And the next door, and it leads into another room with the same runes that the other one, clean room, had. So this seems to be another clean room. A couple of benches, otherwise it's, there's not much going on in here. I wonder what these rooms are for. Some sort of prep room, maybe? Maybe? Relop, can you make any heads or tails of these runes? Well, I should be able to read a fair amount of it. Go ahead and make an arcana uh, check. Uh, 17? It actually reminds you of Prestidigitation spell. Do you have that spell? I don't think you do, do you? I don't. I don't. But, but you, you, know, you know of it kind of thing, and like on small doses you can clean things with it, and so it has the same core to it, and so obviously yeah. it's somehow... A clean, with the clean room. You saw the last one when you came in, so you're almost wondering if that means this might be another exit. I think this probably takes us out. Isn't that where the battle's happening? More importantly, is the sword out? If it takes you out, it, maybe it takes you inside the wall, because you, you basically walk into a fortress, and so you're walking. This would lead you, possibly, into the inside of it rather than out. Oh, but like the inside of the courtyard, maybe. Something yeah. like that. Can we still hear the sounds of battle or anything? Not really. You could hear that grumbling sound, and you definitely hear some, almost like mining. You can hear industrial sounds, but the battle itself, not so much. Maybe a few muffled explosions, 4th of July or something like that, but you're not right on the battle at all. All right. Let's see what we find. We kind of lead the way. You open up the door, and again, you're accosted with this acrid smoke, and you step outside. And you are inside this huge circular wall that's been built around the area that does include a lake. You can see the lake from where you are. That's where the music is coming from for the two of you that can hear it. It doesn't look exactly like the one on the material plane. It looks smaller. Like even though there's water just pouring into it for some reason, the water line is lower. There's some sort of machinery that's in it. 
and there's like a conveyor belt of sorts that's running up towards the mountain and along the conveyor belt it's actually coming back towards where you are it's, it's going down to the lake there's some sort of steam coming off of whatever it is that they're doing and you see a bunch of undead thralls working with shovels and there are a bunch of mining carts and things like that and they're mining some sort of black sooty substance out of the mountain and putting it into carts whatever process they're doing they're using the water of the lake to cool things which is creating a lot of that plus they've got this huge furnace that is burning whatever it is and soot and smoke is coming out of this chimney that's just it's like a big smokestack just off of the lake you also see in addition to a bunch of undead that are wandering around as you walk out one of the undead walks by you doesn't give you a second thought these thralls apparently are not interested in you but you do see up on the wall because the battle that was happening wasn't apparently happening inside here. They're still going through whatever it is, you know, this mining process that they're doing inside. There are guards on the walls. They're facing out, watching for whoever they were fighting out there. And the only real thing other than guards up on the walls that don't seem to immediately see you right now, there is a golem of sorts that is down doing a lot of the digging down by the lake it's right on the edge of the lake next to the end of the conveyor belt and it has big spiky shovel hands like these sharp looking shovels and it's doing a lot of digging as well but you get the impression from the way as it moves around it's almost like in charge of the undead this thing has enough sense to it to boss them around because it kind of smacks a couple a couple of them go to where it wants them so you've stepped into this strange industrial scene with this soot coming down and this fire coming up and you've got this big golem with this fire and its furnace belly standing down there by the water do you kind of have to get past that to get into the lake hulk should we walk into that water and look well my concern is as we get close that golem's going to notice I mean, at least you. Yeah, the golem seems to be a threat. And guards on the walls if they see you. Well, I mean, I certainly could distract them, but uh, what are we going to do about the guards? Are the guards elves? Yes. And they're holding, like, bows or something? Yes, with crystal arrows. Lucan, do you think you can make your way out there as quietly as you can and then dive under the water? I can surely try. All right. How far away is the golem? When you step out into the courtyard, you're probably looking at like 80 feet. It, the only reason it's visible is because of the fire that's going on. And then the lake is just beyond him, right? Yeah, like he's right on the edge of the lake. All right. This black substance is piling up. It's digging it out and filling it up as they move whatever it is. It's like there's some sort of cleaning process, you think. I mean, I'm more than willing to like try and sneak in on my own. If anyone's going to sneak in, Holg is probably the one to do it as that is his sure but the sword isn't for him hey zan when we're seeking past the dragon you had a spell cast that on gone i was thinking of just getting rid of the golem for a minute oh hey that would work so let's, i'm going to attempt to banish this thing Lucan, you make a run for the lake and dive in using that new cloak you have that makes you swim fast maybe you can go get the blade and come back out really quickly the rest of us just have to make sure that you don't get shot and I don't get shot in the meantime. Well, you would be easy. Just duck back in here. Right. We can give that a try if you like, yeah. All right. I need to move a little closer, though. Are you ready? I am. All right, let's go. And so Zane's going to move 20 feet forward in an attempt to banish the golem 
Charisma 18. Okay. Go ahead and make a stealth check just so that I have a number to go off of. You know what? Roll with advantage, too, because of all the mess and whatnot. Nobody's looking for you right now. I got two dirty 20s, so I will take it. 12 for me. So she'll hold the sword up. The big white sword appears around the golem, and we'll see what happens. The very charismatic golem. No, it it (laughs) wipes it with its light sword portal, and one of the undead that looks a little bit like a dwarf is trying to hand it something, (laughs) and then it just stands there confused and goes back to digging. And she'll whisper to Lukan, go! She's making her way back to the door, by the way. Okay. So, Lucan, you go through this soot and ash is just all over your face and getting in your lungs and it's just kind of miserable, but you just feel like something's right. And you get to the edge of the water and submerge and your cloak allows you to move really quickly. You hear the music and it says, yes, my blade, that follow my song, your path is clear, you can't go wrong. It's sort of repeating some of the things that it has said previously. And as you go through the water, you do start to see sort of ghostly figures but they're just sort of images as you float through people have died here and for whatever reason they're tied to this water as you go through sort of the center of the lake it's much smaller than you remember the other one being and you get towards the bottom of it there's no dragon here and the music is very strong and it's actually ceased to make any noises just making the music it's very dark down here i'm assuming you turned your light off on the way down the hill. So you turn your sword on underwater? Yeah. You light it, and these ghostly spirits are sort of floating around you. And this is just like tar at the bottom of this lake. Reach your arm down into the tar, get it up to your elbow, feel around a little bit with your hand, and it's almost like the sword moves into your hand. There was nothing down there but finds you. It's like magnetically pulled to your hand. And you pull it out, you know, your other lit sword in the other hand, and you pull it out. It's actually a long sword of lucite steel lit by your other sword. It says to you, I've been here so long, it's time to return. You and I together will make Nox legions burn. And he's like raring to go. You have found this sword, and it's definitely of lucite design. It's got the steel, but it also has some embellishments that, like, you recognize this sword didn't come from here. It came from your world. So once you get done making out with it, what would you like to do? (laughs) Probably about the time he pulls the sword out, that thing pops back. I'd like to join Xan and cast Banishment. (laughs) (laughs) Double Banish. All right, do it. Okay, yeah, he rolled a three. He's out of (laughs) luck. All right, it sort of pops in, and you all actually see it. You know, it's got kind of like a one of those steam whistle-looking things on the top, which you guys wouldn't have probably seen as characters, but it almost like looks like it's about, it sort of like sucks in smoke, like it's about to blow steam out the top, set an alarm, and then, boink, it disappears again with almost like a popping noise with relapsed version of the spell. I'd like to think at the same time, like, Zan was reaching to do it again, and then Relap just steps next to her, and so she just looks over to him and gives a quick nod of agreement after he banishes something. Figured you could use a hand. Much appreciated. Now we just have to wait for Lucan. Does a very grinning Lucan come out of the water with shiny white teeth? <laughs> All right, so you rush back? Yeah, yeah. That's what I was waiting for. I'm like, Brian, you gotta tell me you're coming back. <laughs> yeah, he rushes back. 
you get up there and, and again there's no golem and you see them at the doorway just like waving you hurry hurry kind of thing <laughs> yeah, frantically we have got so much time and you get inside just in time there is sort of a steam whistle sound after like, everybody gets inside shuts the door and you hear this little bit of a steam whistle going on outside and start to try to make your exit everybody sees he has this long sword Merc at this point can recognize that it's it's actually underlight steel which is still lucite steel but it's kind of a specific vein of it it's embellished with elaborate mithril filigree and down the blade in celestial notes which zan and lucan can read it says knight's fall Pomelana is a large polished amethyst, and it has a little bit of a light at its core, like the amethyst itself does. And in fact, if you hold the pummel up to your ear, you can hear recitation of Lucite prayers in lingual. Zan's eyes just kind of go wide at that and then stare at Lucan and then look back at the sword and back at Lucan. <laughs> back to the sword. <laughs> and he goes, we gotta go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you head out the same way you came. There's really no opposition as you go because everybody's busy out with this fight. And or rushing to the courtyard. Rushing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're rushing to the courtyard, right? You go out the same gap in the vines. What's your plan at this point? Let's get over the hill and make a fort. A beeline a little bit more towards the mountain in a sense, so you get away from where the fight was. Yeah. You come to a point where it's so dark out here, the battle itself is kind of on the other side of all the soot. If you don't have any landmarks, it's very hard to figure out which direction that you're headed. Hulk, you had pocketed the cue ball give to Relop to look at later. But as you're walking along, you, there's a point where you start. You guys start walking, and there's literally you're just sort of standing in darkness. You don't know exactly what is beyond the 60 feet. And you do notice, too, that the light that you give off is definitely dimmed. So you can just almost look at that as like a half radius on most of what you're doing. Even when you cast radiant spells, they definitely did their damage, but they, they're hampered by range in this place, right? It keeps it pulled back. And so because this thing glows, it's a thought to maybe pull it out. But when you do that, it's almost like talking to you. It's not really talking, but it's got words that are running on the cue ball itself. Most of them are in lingual. But as you're looking at it, Lucan looks over too, and he reads lingual, and he's, and he's giving you directions. It's not giving you directions to a certain place, but it's like a compass. It's purposely made to help you in a place like this. That's useful. Yeah. Well, At least if, to keep your bearings, if, if that makes you sense. You guys can read lingual. I'll just hold it out to, between the twins. You know, they're not the only ones that can read lingual. I was going to say. I'm holding it out between the twins. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Zan will take it. Find a spot that looks like, you know, there's a little bit of a crest in a hill, and you find a spot that you, th you think is probably separating you from the fort, or at least giving some shelter. Plop down and start casting the hut. Okay. Make it pretty much all black anyway. So. Sure. Yeah, it'll be easy to hide, right? All right, so everybody's going to get in the hut, and you're going to try to get some rest for eight hours? Sure. Let's keep yeah. a watch all the same. Yeah. And once I get inside, I'm going to cast Identify on everything. All right. Knight's Fall is the name of that sword. It is a sentient Holy Avenger. Ooh. It's odd because it was able to talk to you from a distance. You don't know if it was divine intervention or if it's something built into the sword. It's hearing and normal vision only go out to about 30 feet. It doesn't even see in the dark. So the idea that it could talk to you from afar like that, like something else was at work. It speaks 
reads and understands celestial, and it can read and understand lingual, although it doesn't speak it. It only speaks in notes. However, supposedly, at least according to the what comes out of the identify spell, an ordained Lucite clergy are the only ones that are supposed to be able to hear it. And it's very clear quickly, Lucan, because it, it kind of talks to you. It's a crusader. It was created during the Tenebrous Wars to kill knock agents. As he keeps learning about it, he keeps right. telling Xan right afterwards. because so <laughs> You notice, too, that it does just continue to call you Blade. That's why I keep saying Blade, like it just calls you, It's as far as it's concerned, you're his Blade. I'm going to tell people that now, call me Blade. Like, <laughs> you're my Blade. Talking to it and effectively ask its name, and it says, you know, Knight's Fall is me, Crusader of Light, partner with me, Blade, join my fight. Knight's Fall, Knight's Fall, within a name, been called much more, it's all the same. You know, just sort of always these little rhymes that come out in song. It does also tell you, you try to attune to it over the course of 10 minutes, you know, just sort of sitting with it, and it doesn't immediately happen. And it says, I need no other blades, no others shall do. We alone will fight. It's me and it's you. Lose the dragon torch. He needs to go. You need no other champion that much you know. That's how you're going to get rid of Larson's torch. <laughs> hey, Merc. Holy, holy, if there's somebody else that could use it. <laughs> Larson's torch can use it. It can still get used. Yeah. Basically, he won't allow you to attune to other weapons. That doesn't mean you can't attune to other stuff, but you only get to attune to him as a weapon, as far as he's concerned. At some point that night, he's going to bring Larson's torch over to Merc. Here you go, Merc. This is all yours now. <laughs> well, I didn't need it back up. <laughs> Wait, is that the sword of warning? Yeah. Yep. Oh, man. You could use a plus two on your. Is that, is that what it does? Plus two? No, it gives you advantage. Advantage. <laughs> no, Merc can not always go last. He'll still roll, t roll terribly, right? Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, what about uh, the other items? The spear and the. So the, the, the cue ball is called the Moonstone of Direction. And it is, like I said, it's going to help compass in the Shadowfell. In fact, when you go to the material plane, it's just going to look like a cue ball. It's going to have nothing happening until you get to, into the Shadowfell. But again, it just basically helps you orient in the darkness. The crystal stuff is some sort of moon crystal, best way to describe it in a sense. Must be something specific to the plane because it's all over, right? Like you saw plenty of weapons made with it. But it will not do anybody any good off of the Shadowfell. Right now, if you use that spear, it's going to be a plus one spear on the Shadowfell. But if you bring it home with you, it's, it's going to become brittle and it's going to lose all magical property. All right. Merc, Lucan, do either of you want this moonstone? You should hold on to that. Alright, it's just in lingual, and I knew you, both of you could read it if either of you wanted it, but I can hold on to it. No, I would say you hold on to it, because we have come back here. I'm aware. Doesn't take a tunement or anything like that. Good. <laughs> I'd throw it out of the dome if I did. No. <laughs> Alright. Then we'll try to rest. So, it's a little bit fitful, because you're in a very strange place. It looks a lot like you're just laying out in the middle of a black hole. And you do hear some explosions and things like that. At one point, some movement comes a little closer than you want it to. You know, like this echo is happening as some possibly troops are moving along in over the ridge from where you are, but not right up on top of you. Zan, are you doing uh, the last watch by yourself, doing your prayers and stuff in the morning? Yeah, as soon as I can re-prepare spells. 
whatever time I would think that would be. Or, yeah, whatever the yeah, yeah. The, the end of the eight hours, and you've successfully got your rest in, and you're finishing up with your final prayers, and people are sleeping around you. You know, as you're sitting there, and you're used to seeing the sun in the morning, and this is a very strange place to be outside of the tent because you guys can see through it. Mm-hmm. Someone steps out of the darkness crouches down and it, you know he can't see you or you assume he can't see you right because of the fact that he you've got this dome around you mm-hmm. he looks human he's got that really pale skin he's way closer to you than you'd want him to be right he just sort of like came out of nowhere in a sense and came right up on the dome and he crouches down he's got crystal weapons and you can see the veins in his skin and in the middle of his forehead there's a single starlight tattoo. And he says, in lingual, well, what do we have here? Thank you for listening to this episode of D4 on the Floor. Please check out our D4 on the Floor website at d4onthefloor.com. That's the letter D, the number four, onthefloor.com for more great gaming content. All right, you sound great now that nobody's here. Cool. Just in time for it to not be of any use for the recording. Just gaming-wise, am I understanding you want to try and banish everyone? It was an emergency thing because I have banish ready, and it's a lower spell slot than... Plane shift. So the idea of banishing you all voluntarily, I hold it for a minute and then you return to the plane of your normal existence, which is the material plane. But it doesn't say where you land. Plane shift is where you're standing is where you go. Banishment is you just get randomly deposited on the plane. You guys could appear in the middle of downtown Lucidum. You could be over the Sword Sea. You could be anywhere. You could just drop in from the sky into a volcano or something. It doesn't say where you come out. Wait, I gotta take a few notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just hysterical, by the way, Thomas. I know, she's a riot. <laughs> Tell her she's distracted me more than once. <laughs> oh. <laughs> God damn it, Ange. You're ruining our game and you're not even here. <laughs> okay, Lucan will say, um... eh, nah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> he looks up from his food. Opens his mouth, puts his finger up. Never mind. Goes back to his food. I don't even have a coin around me right now. <laughs> Roll a D4. What's a coin? <laughs> we know what coins are. I'm going to take this time to go pee myself. No peeing. Or at least go to the bathroom. Yeah, go to the bathroom, man. Well, I'm going to take my microphone with me so you guys can enjoy the stream. <laughs> it's a live stream. I'm holding my action for hoping that my internet doesn't suck. <laughs> it is flashing between green and red, though, so I have concerns. I guarantee you this is the only time my internet connection is going to be stable, so when we go to the bathroom breaks. <laughs> of course. <laughs>